Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. I'm speaking with Gil Vega, Chief Information Security Officer at ICE, the Immigration and Custom Enforcement Agency at the Department of Homeland Security. Thanks, Gil, for taking time to speak with me. Thanks for having me, Eric. A just-issued report from the Partnership for Public Service says there's a shortage of cybersecurity workers in government. What's the situation at ICE? We face some of the same challenges that, that our counterparts across the federal domain face, especially in a hot job market, even in this economy in Washington, D.C. It's been a challenge for us, a challenge that we've met so far, utilizing some of the hiring flexibilities that we've been afforded by Congress. As you know, there's direct hire authority for InfoSec professionals that, that managers like myself can use. It, it makes things much more flexible in terms of timelines and competition rules and our ability to offer incentives to entice folks to come work for the government. Where we found success is in hiring many professionals and selected from some of the you know top Fortune 500 companies across Washington, from New York, places in California. We've been able to bring in very highly qualified, technically proficient security professionals using this direct hire authority and other recruitment flexibilities that we have. We've got a few vacancies now, which I'm always interested in filling. We have not honestly had a problem uh, recruiting, retaining, and rewarding high-quality talent in this area. What are some of the incentives that you use? We have a lot of tools in our toolbox that we can use here. Our human capital team has uh, led the way in, in the department in using these flexibilities. We're able to we're able to match salaries these days. We're able to elevate leave earnings rates. We're able to offer relocation incentives, and we're also able to, in, in the appropriate case, offer sign-on bonuses in exchange for service agreements. Is working for the government itself an incentive? We all know we're not going to be millionaires working for the federal government, so there's got to be another pull to the service. What we find in the folks that come to us from the Fannie Mae's and the J.P. Morgan Chase's and from SAIC and Booz Allen Hamilton is pretty much the same story. I think we can generalize it in terms of taking ownership of the mission. Once you change clothes from a contract employee to that of a federal employee, you become part of something that, to many people, more meaningful. You own uh, the mission as, as a federal manager. You've got different responsibilities. You've got responsibilities to the Constitution and to the people. We've heard that quite often, that that perspective, that, that inside knowledge, that sense of ownership is really meaningful for a lot of people who are looking to come into federal service. What IT security skills are most in demand today? The skills that are most elusive for us and the skills that, that we definitely want to focus on are the technical skills. I think at some point in the near future, hopefully, the FISMA statute will be improved. I know there's some competing legislation in Congress right now that may end up taking FISMA in a different direction. And I think it's not too early to begin retooling for that. I believe that FISMA will probably evolve into more of a continuous monitoring type statute away from the document-centric approach that we've taken thus far. And to deal with that, we're going to need individuals that understand technology and are able to help us provide network surveillance, intrusion detection, computer forensics, and more of the technical skills that are going to lead us into 21st century and allow us to provide that security blanket across our vast and complex environment. We're always going to be interested in folks that can help us make risk management decisions and support our FISMA requirements. I think the skills that will allow CISOs across the federal domain become more successful are obviously going to have to be focused on technical skills.
from what you see out there, are there sufficient people with those skills? Well, I think there are. In fact, finding the right fit is always a bit of a challenge. Working for the federal government, let's just say it's a different authorizing environment, and some folks cannot easily make that transition. So it's a balance between individual expertise and uh, their ability to deal with the things that come at them every day in a federal agency. I will tell you, there's no shortage of applicants. Because of the downturn in the economy, I suppose we've got many resumes. We've got folks that are interested in coming to work for the federal government. I think we can afford to be a little bit bit choosy at this juncture. It's a lot of work involved in selecting the right candidates. I think they're out there. It's just up to us to decide on which candidate is a better fit. I don't know if you read the Partnership for Public Service report, but it seems that you feel there are concerns about a dearth of qualified IT security professionals is overstated. I wouldn't say that. Here in Washington, it's no secret that the economy here is still pretty hot. There's high competition for these folks here. There's a lot of people in town still hiring. Out across the nation, I'm sure there are areas where there are shortages of qualified IT security folks. But here in town, there's a lot of movement between agencies. There are a lot of folks in the larger consulting groups that are gaining an interest in federal employment. I'm not willing to dismiss any concerns over this issue because I know that this is an issue in some agencies that either don't have the flexibilities that we have or have employed them. So all I can answer to is what we've experienced here at ICE, and we've been able to find the folks that best work for us. Let's talk about FISMA, the Federal Information Security Management Act, which Congress is considering updating. Does FISMA have elements that you like and feel should be retained? I think what you'll hear in the community, you'll hear from me also, is that FISMA was a great start and it got the attention of federal CIOs and program managers and agency heads. It was great for raising the visibility of what it is that we do, and we've been doing it now for about seven years. It's probably a good time to relook at it, and I know Congress is doing that now with, uh, with a lot of help from private industry and government groups. The idea of accountability of agency executives is a great thing that FISMA has done for us, and I think uh, that's got to continue in the future. Laying the responsibility for the security program at the highest level of the agency is the key to success, and I hope that's something that's retained in any new follow-on legislation. What provisions do you think should be incorporated in FISMA reform legislation? I touched on it earlier. I think what we what we really need to do, and several of my counterparts at other agencies within DHS and other executive agencies would agree, I think we've got to start turning the direction of our efforts more towards a continuous monitoring approach of our actual IT assets and, and building the skills to do that. Right now, FISMA is important to us. It always will be important to us. Obviously, every year we're graded on our performance, but a lot of the work that we and other agencies do is focus mainly on compliance with FISMA metrics that feed into a scorecard that drive the grade that agencies receive. And I think as these security programs across the federal domain mature, and they've matured greatly in the past seven years since FISMA came out, especially in a time of uh, limited resources, it's time to start directing those resources where some of us believe we're going to get the most bang for our buck. And I personally believe that we need to start focusing more on continuous monitoring of the environment, surveillance, forensics, understanding the configurations across the enterprise, understanding who's accessing our devices and providing that security blanket across the enterprise, and then finding a meaningful way to measure our performance with regard to that. Because unless you have that ability to gain that level of visibility across your environment, it's very difficult to make enterprise-wide risk management decisions. Are you doing any of that on your own? 
We absolutely are. Here at ICE, we've made significant investments in both a Tier 1 and a Tier 2 security operations center. We're focused on these advanced persistent threats that are coming at DHS. We're, we're focused on the script kitties that we'll always have. We're focused on understanding what it is our user population is doing in our environment so that we can feed uh, those details into our architecture group and make our computing environment even better. We are balancing our limited resources between what it is we must do with FISMA, which is important work. You know, I've told the CIO here that we're in the midst of retooling because FISMA is retooling. Uh, it is going to change eventually, and uh, it's always a good thing to be able to monitor your environment in real time, and that's what we're moving towards. Thanks, Gil. You're welcome, Eric. Anytime. I've been speaking with Gil Vega, Chief Information Security Officer at ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency at the Department of Homeland Security. For the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.